We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith podcast immediately after AC Milan nil, Newcastle United nil at the San Siro. Um, hosted by me, Cy Campbell, for a change. Why is that? Because Alex and Charlotte are both over in Milan uh, making loads of podcasts and content for our patron. You can sign up to patron for as little as £3 a month for loads of extra content all the patter that is happening out there at the game. But we are here, of course, just to talk about it, as we always do. I am joined by Adam Widrington, Ben Wade, Mark Cowley to dissect um, a good point, or at least that's what I think. Um, I'm going to come to you all now and and ask you if it was a good point. So, Ben, I'm going to come to you first, mate, because post-match you were, you seemed a little frustrated. Is It's it's a good point, right? 100%. I mean, I, th- I think to take a step back and put it into context, this is a team that made the Champions League semi-finals last season. Um, the uh, a, a team that plays in the Champions League all the time, and I th- it just felt like maybe the occasion got to, to our lads a little bit. Um, but to go away to the San Siro, um, to, to Milan, and, and get a point away from it, I think any point away is always a good one in the Champions League. It puts you straight away ahead of the eight ball. Milan, ultimately, there want to be winning their home games. They haven't done it tonight, so I think we've already got kind of a, a step on them. Um, obviously, you need to go back it up at home. But, um, yeah, I would definitely say a good point. We'll get on at the performance. I think it was a, it was a disappointing performance in my book, but... Um, I'm still, I'm still happy with with the way things went tonight. Uh, I think if if someone had offered you a nil nil draw before the game, you would have taken it, right? Hundred percent. I mean, I think, um, I mean, one of the big kind of concerns we we've had for a while now, kind of from halfway through last season, was the the defensive record and kind of the inability to keep clean sheets. We seem to have kind of be doing it for fun at the beginning of last season, and then just whatever happened after the World Cup. We just lost that solidity and that was kind of what our bread and butter, what we'd built kind of the, the positivity of last season on. Um, so I think Adam said it like two back-to-back uh, clean sheets now and two games is a positive thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought generally that the defence played pretty well tonight, obviously a couple uh, individuals in particular, but um, yeah, I thought that was a, a, it was a good performance, a good, good point for Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, we're recording immediately after the game, so we have no idea at the time of recording how Dortmund PSG is going, but a point on the board, uh, strictly speaking, we're, we're, we're joint top of the group for, <laughs> for the time being. Cowley, good point? Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you said before, so I, before the game would take a point 100% because I think it's win your home games and take what you can on the road, um, but especially not being in this competition for so long, you could tell the players, especially that kind of first half nervousness, it was like, it was, you could see from some of the passes a bit going backwards instead of when they had space to turn and just play the ball. But um, I think just with the pedigree of Milan's had in this competition, how long, how well they've done. I know they're not the team of what we've seen years and years ago, but um, it's still a still a, a very good side. And as you said, we'll take it before, but especially kind of after that performance, really, and how the game went, especially after the first half, um, we were lucky. Um, they had some really good chances in there. I think there is a lot of chances where you think Pope, yeah, he should be saving them and he should, but there's a couple of chances where you think Milan should be finishing them really. So we're very lucky to kind of be hanging on, and, I suppose, to go in and nil-nil really. Um, second half, it was a bit better and it didn't create as much Milan. Um, but like I say, we're, we're a bit nervous on the ball. You can see a few bad decisions in terms of going forward. Um, yeah, decision-making at times wasn't great, but um, yeah, a good a good point uh, away from home really for a Milan side. And I think... Fully, when they come with some gyms as part, we, we can do them. So, Adam, 
I'm really, really buzzing with this draw. I think once the dust settles on this result, I think we'll be all very, very grateful that we managed to grind out a nil-nil at the San Siro. A point on the road in the Champions League is huge. It's so valuable, and we've picked one up straight away. We've shown the rest of the group that we're not a pushover, that we can go into other teams' backyards, a team that reached the semi-final of the Champions League last season and won Serie A a couple of years ago as well. This is a good team who are confident in themselves. They know what they're doing. And yes, it's not the it's not maybe a vintage AC Milan team, but they have that experience. They had that home advantage. And yet, even when we probably didn't do enough to win today, we still got probably the best result that we deserve today. A clean sheet, a, a massively valuable point, and we're up and running in the Champions League and it feels really, really good. Yeah, up and running is a good way to put it because, yeah, I agree with everything you said, uh, all of you, but, uh, but Cowley where. I think the performance did show nerves. It showed that the occasion was 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 just a big one for us. And some of those players were playing very conservatively, probably not given the best account of themselves overall. But ultimately, so 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 big was the occasion that it felt like we were just trying to get a result, just trying to stay in the game. And I understand that. Um, you're absolutely right, Carly. There was times when, uh, especially in the midfield, we're picking up the ball and it's like, actually, we've got a couple of seconds there to turn and, and, and do something with it. But instead, it was the quick pop-off back to the centre-half, quick pop-off back to Nick Pope because... Again, just just the nerves, and I hope that gets it out of our system a little bit. We've got two more massive ties away in Europe to play, and to have a point on the board is brilliant. And you're right, Adam. I think it sets us up nicely. Um, I agree with you, Cowley. If we play the way we can against that Milan team at home, we should beat them, and that's exactly how we should do this group. You know, try and get something away from home, as you say, and then and then take the game to them at home. But yeah, overall, I think it's always hard to watch a nil-nil. You know, there wasn't a lot. There's not a lot of incidents in that match for us to talk about here in terms of chances, uh, bar long stuff right in the game. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I said we, you would have taken it before the game. I would have taken it before the game, albeit on the on the preview we did for Pedro and Adam, we all predicted wins, as we always do. But um, <laughs> yeah, I would have taken a draw before the game, but certainly by about 60 minutes in the game, it's like, yeah, I'll take nil-nil now, lads. Like, we were spent. We'd, we'd put a lot of um, effort into it, and there was so many blocks, goal line clearances, getting in front of the way, putting our lives on the line. And yeah, it felt like, it really felt like we were the underdogs for huge amounts of that game. And, and not because ability-wise we're so far behind them, but experience showed. And I think AC Milan looked like they they knew what they were doing. They were converting little turnovers in play into massive opportunities. And we did well to, to sustain kind of where we got to. So yeah, overall, I think we've got to be pleased with that result. I, th- I think as well, um, I mean, if, if you think... When teams come to St. James, it's like they, they feel the kind of intimidation of, of the atmosphere and stuff. And um, I mean, that was a packed San Siro. I mean, the, the TIFO that they did at the start of the game, like there was, there was a kind of a lot of kind of intimidation going on. Um, so I, I think, yeah, it, I, I agree. I think that's a, a game that Newcastle had a lot of things going against them. Um, I mean, we, we have ridden our look there. I mean, as you say, we've had very few chances. I don't think we've had a shot on target until the last, literally the last, last kick of the game, basically. Um, and and we've ridden our luck a bit, but at the same time, I think I I, I agree with Cowley. I, I see weaknesses in that team, and I think a better Newcastle performance would have been able to get uh, kind of cause them more issues. Um, so it's definitely something I think where we can can grow on this performance and, and hopefully start to turn <clears throat> kind of some of the, the the opportunities. You can't really call them chances, but we had opportunities to go and hurt Milan yeah. tonight, and we just didn't do it. What for whatever reason, it just didn't click. But um, I, th- I think you're right. It's like it, it was the atmosphere, the kind of the history. I mean, it's it's funny because they, they they talked about kind of the cup final um, kind of situation being a negative in terms of there was so much pressure on the team stuff. So it's almost like another kind of tick box exercise of we've got this out of the way now. The first game in Europe that we've had for so long. Um, yeah. we're, at least we're kind of getting another bite of this cherry. Obviously, we didn't in the cup final, but um, like this, this we're obviously going to have more chances to, to kind of go and do ourselves justice. And I think uh, this was, uh, yeah, it, it's good. To, it feels good to get out of Milan with a point and, and not kind of too many scores. Hopefully, I mean, we've got five more occasions of this, haven't we? Hopefully, more um, in terms of getting out of the group or not. But the pressure was, I think, it was all on Milan tonight rather than us. Um, they had a bad bad result of the weekend getting beat off of the rivals in there and then coming in this game like we're obviously the fourth pot aren't we and all those teams probably of, of the fourth pot didn't any team didn't want to face us really um but it's all the pressure on Milan to get a victory at home against us and they haven't um and they'll feel that pressure kind of come they want to 
like the come to St. James's because they know what they've done to sides in the Premier League um, last, last season. So, like I say, yeah, it, it's, I think it's getting, I say, out of the system kind of with playing that, playing that atmosphere, that ground. Like I say, it's got a lot of history there, but hopefully we can take a few things from that and, and move it forward. And like I say, it's, this week it's, we've got the win against Brentford, a clean sheet and no clean sheet tonight. So, so far, yeah, it's been a good week. And I think the other thing to think about, and just to follow on from what Mark was saying there, this is definitely two points dropped for Milan. They're definitely going to be the, the least happy out of the two uh, with the two teams with this result. If you think from Milan, this is their home tie against their pot four rivals in the group. This was on paper their easiest fixture, and yet we made it really, really difficult. As much as we didn't do as much as we wanted to do in the in the in the final third, and we seem to have a bit of a negative mindset, I think, passing sideways, backwards. We, we were very cautious and a bit nervy, as, as has been mentioned. But I do feel that we're, we're going to be a lot, lot happier. And this is going to be a big boost for us. Whereas AC Milan, I think they'll probably still be continuing the frustration from that derby defeat at the weekend. Yeah, I actually couldn't agree more there. I, yeah, I felt like they were desperate to win that game. Desperate. Everyone except for Leao, who does that ridiculous back heel when <laughs> probably should be just getting a shot off and he probably scores. But yeah, if you think about it, like Pope's not really had to make any really world-class saves. He's made a couple of like textbook saves. He's made some good blocks as of all the back four. But yeah, I think we frustrated the fuck out of them tonight. And yeah, 100%, they would have been desperate to win that game, desperate to get off to a winning start. Because like you say, their, their games just get harder and harder. And um, honestly, yeah, I think we've got to look back at that fiction. Yeah, we've, we've frustrated them. We've, we've done the job on them because... That seemed to mean everything to AC Milan. I think they, they, they had a point to prove against us and they haven't proven it really. You know, they, they, they were good. They, they were energetic. They looked the part. They looked like a Champions League side and we looked like the new boys. I think that was fair to say about the, the game as, a, as an overall occasion. But we've honestly matched them. We've, we've done enough there. We've done enough. And I think the point, uh, the more time that passes, because it is hard after a nil-nil to be really positive because they're so used to winning in the last couple of years. But... Yeah, I just think we'll, we'll be looking back at this. I mean, you know, we're not going to be talking about this game in twenty years like we were Juventus or, or Inter Milan from 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 that season. But it's it's a great start, and, I, and I'm really pleased. Um, we'll be back after some short advert breaks. You know what to do if you don't want to hear these adverts. You've heard me and Dodgy say it so many times. Uh, Patron three pounds a month, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I'll say no more about it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
Let's get into the performance then, because uh, I would say it was a mixed bag from Newcastle. Some frustrating performances, some really kind of backs to the wall, hard working performances. Uh, ben, I'll come to you first, because again, I felt your frustration immediately after the game as we left the pub there. Overall, how, how do you think we've done there? Do you think um, do you think we've given the best account of ourselves we could? Do you th- um, what do you what do you reckon? I, d- I don't, um, just because I, I mean I think I've already said it. Just so we had so little kind of going forward, and um, I, I felt like that was a, a side that we we could have got at. Um, we had some opportunities. I mean, they've got some great players in that back four, but I mean, for example, you've got their right back gets booked uh, quite early on. Um, I thought very early on, kind of the first 10, 15 minutes, Gordon was getting the ball and kind of, we, we got down that byline a couple of times. I think Tenali gets down the left and, and just runs the ball out of play, but it, it's a good kind of opportunity. Um, Gordon similarly does, does one when he gets to the byline and cuts it back and gets cut out. And I just thought, there was an opportunity there to kind of really put some pressure on um, on that left that left side, and then for, for whatever reason we just stopped attacking that way, um, and we didn't seem to have as much joy down the right. Um, I, I thought Murphy obviously kind of back in from the cold. He's, he's not really kind of been involved much um, so far this season. I thought he he kind of struggled knowing what to do. He he was kind of running. <laughs> Uh, his runs in behind were, were kind of mistimed and, and he was kind of just running offside or he did the opposite and ran towards Trippier when Trippier got the ball, <laughs> when Trippier didn't want him anywhere near him. Um, and yeah, it was just, I think it just felt like it was a little bit of a disjointed attacking performance in terms of plays didn't really, we didn't really look like we knew how we were going to break break these down. And I think that shows in the fact that we've, we've only managed a couple of shots off target and then only the one on target. So I just think as a, as, as a game where um, I would have hoped that have gone thinking we're capable of winning this game, we just didn't really have that confidence and kind of, you've already mentioned it, the, the, the kind of the, the attitude of, of players getting on the ball and, and looking to go back rather than forwards every time. Um, we missed some opportunities where kind of the, the game had broken open a bit and, yeah. and we, we missed those, those chances to, to maybe put a bit of pressure on them. Um, what I would say is, is defensively, Although they've had some very good chances, you, you alluded to that layout one. Um, we, we've made some like kind of blocks where the ball's kind of ricocheting into players and they've got big chances. But I thought we were really good defensively. You're right. Apart from the layout one, I don't really think there's any there where I'm kind of too concerned that, that Milan are going to score a goal there. So um, I think defensively it was a good one. Um, but I just think we're going to need to be there's going to need to be a lot more cohesion and kind of a, a clear plan of, of how we're going to break these teams down in Europe uh, going forward. I will say that what it felt like to me every time we went to attack is that we were weighing up the risk of playing the ball forward and committing men forward because we were so cautious about AC Milan's counter-attack. Mm. And I think that that came into play with a lot of our thinking. And obviously all of us sitting in the pub screaming, come on, play it forward and play it through the lines. And you could see the pa- you could see the pass that we wanted the players to play. They kept turning back and they would, it just felt like they were trying to keep ball a lot more. Now, interestingly, we had 47% possession at the San Siro, which is stunning, I think, for an away side. Um, Especially the number of times we kicked the ball just out of play. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And actually, we... Uh, our pass accuracy was 1% better than Milan tonight. We had 84% and they had 83%. So we actually probably didn't do... I'm yeah, gobsmacked. It, it, it is crazy to think about because we all I can think about is how many times we gave the ball away unnecessarily, like sort of, you know, you know, there were errors like without any pressure, which just, it was the nerves. It was just sometimes, sometimes, you know, Bruno just thrashing it out because things got so intense on the pitch. And I think that was a bit of us trying to adjust to playing against just a very very good seat good good team as much as we think that talent wise we'll probably go toe to toe with them they're just more used to this and i think we have to take into account the fact that it was probably quite hot over in milan and it's an early evening kickoff so i think fatigue that's going to sort of sap energy a bit as well but what i did feel buoyed about every time it happened is sometimes we try and play as you know we get a couple of one twos and then play a through ball through and yeah, almost every single time it didn't connect. It didn't go exactly where we wanted to. But I was I was applauding the fact that we're at least trying to do something in the final third because we'd lacked so much of that throughout the most of the match as well. So any time we tried to, you know, Anderson played, came on and tried to play sort of some p- 
positive balls forward and Bruno and and when Almiron came on the pitch. In the early stages, I quite liked the the interchange between Gordon and Isak. And as Ben's alluded to, I don't know why we didn't keep trying to attack down that down that left-hand side because it felt like Gordon had the beating with him. Tonali had already got round him. And when Isak's there, he would have had the beating of, of him as well. But I think when, um, when Isak moved across to the left-hand side in the second half, Florenzi had come on, who was a lot more of an attacking fullback, more of a kind of converted winger or right-hand side of midfielder. And I thought that played into Milan's hands a lot down that right-hand side because Isak is not a natural uh, defensive player. He's not going to naturally track his man back. And I think that tactically, I think that gave Milan a bit of an edge in the second half and it just meant we were chasing ourselves a lot more. But I think we've done really, really well. All in all, I think we can look at some of the performances tonight and think, could have done more. We could have given given a much better account of ourselves, but I think the defensive performance, I thought Botman was tremendous and Trippier as well. Two players at the back who I thought played really, really well and helped keep us solid throughout the night. Yeah. Carl, you touched on it in the first part of the show. Um, it was a very conservative performance. It was kind of like, as Ben said, the, the ball was going backwards far, far more than it was going forwards. Uh, do you understand that? I think I think you probably um, you and I spoke during the game. It's like these lads look like they're kind of a bit shell shocked by the occasion. They're making all the kind of easy decisions because they're so scared of losing the ball. And to be fair, Adam, you're right. Every time we did give the ball away, it felt like Milan caught us on the break so fast and came forward so fast. It's like they didn't want it to happen again. But yeah, how, how did you see that? Do you think we could have been more positive, or do you understand and accept that there was probably a, a way we needed to play that? I do understand in terms of the occasion getting to some of the players. Um, what Adam was. Right, I completely agree in terms of Rick and what in terms of going forward and saying, right, how many right, counter-attack from Milan, you've seen how dangerous it was at times. But yeah, I mean, Isak was, I mean, the attack was quite isolated, really. That's why you've seen Isak, he come back quite deeper than he's probably, you've ever seen him really collecting the ball. You just don't really normally see him in that kind of position. Um, I think when, obviously, Bruno was the kind of deepest of the midfielder, but I think, I think it's just a case of, I don't know, someone like Longstaff, he didn't really want to get on the ball as much. Um, I'm not saying he's hiding away, but he's, I don't know, again... He was, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you say. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, again, he's played at this kind of level, but he's, yeah, he, he didn't really want... When he did get on the ball, it was very conservative, but I wanted to see him get on the ball and do more things, go and attack. I mean, he got a couple of times there, obviously they're, they're half, only got in the box at one time, but just went down when she... Don't know why he goes down. There's not much of a push on there, really. Tonali looked uncomfortable. I say on that left, he didn't really get involved. He didn't really get the ball much. I think when he did a couple of times in that start of the first half, you think right, he's he's going forward with it. He looks aggressive going forward, and a couple of times looked okay, but we didn't really get him involved. It, it felt disjointed a little bit in that sense. He didn't. I don't know what his kind of job role, his role was to be in that team, really. So I do get it, but there's at times like you say. Gordon at the start of the game, when he got on the ball, especially the right back being yellow card, just, I don't know, be a bit quicker getting on the ball. Um, let's say, I think we're a bit sloppy at times. Dan Byrne, especially, I, I don't know them stats you mentioned there, I've not mentioned, I've got including Dan Byrne, but like three times, he just kicked the ball at a play with like no pressure and it's just <laughs> very frustrating, really. Um, I guess them stats are kind of because Milan were like more attacking in terms of how they were obviously going forward with the ball rather than just going back. But, yeah, like I say, I, I can see it why, but I still think we we could have done a lot more, really. Um, and I think I think it was more if we wouldn't do anything. It was on the left. Murphy just yeah, he said we've, we've said it now. Like I, I don't get the inclusion why he was why I, th- I thought Al- I, I thought our team would have been picked, but Almiron instead of Murphy, I just didn't see what what he brought. And the two shots he had were just yeah, he shouldn't really have the shots, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like he, he, he runs a lot, but he's also clearly not played any football this season. So Murphy looked knackered after 20 minutes. So I say I was saying at the time, go on and get him off. And he, he's had his run around, he's had his moment. But it, like he did okay. He made a, a vital goal line clearance. It was an interesting selection. And I've always been an advocate of these lads got us here. Give them a chance. And they've done that. Um, it's unlikely we'll see much more of Murphy when, when everyone else is fit. Obviously, Miggy, Miggy got a knock when he was away. I know he played against uh, Brentford, but he probably didn't have 90 minutes in him. There must have been some logic behind that decision. And it there was a lot of energy uh, in that AC Milan team and, and even just by running up and down the pitch like Longstaff for periods, it just kind of like, it probably did more for us than you, than you might realise. But yeah, I think fatigue was 
probably the main thing I took from Newcastle. We fatigued in that game far quicker than AC Milan did. And part of that is down at the slot we passing because we kept giving well, the ball back and creating. Go, go on, Ben. They've just taken the, the, the last match off, to be fair to them. I mean, yeah, true, one, true. They, they didn't turn up to true. that. The, there's a few things here. So one, contrasting the Brentford game of football to that game of football. I had forgotten, having watched Champions League football so often as a neutral, how high-paced it is, like how energetic it is. That's like... It's just the pinnacle of football. That is, you don't see that in the Premier League most weeks. Like last week, uh, sorry, on Saturday against Brentford, it was like walking football compared to that. It was very <laughs> slow. They got 11 men behind the ball. We really struggled to break them down, but there was no kind of like high energy end-to-end counter-attack and football going on. Brentford tried it a little bit, but it, it, it's a totally different level of football. And I'd kind of forgotten that because we've never been involved in it. And you don't really, when it's two teams going at it, you just enjoy it, don't you, as the spectacle. Mm. But when it's your team, like bloody hell, we're having to work really hard here. And I think that showed, especially towards the back end of the second half, we just completely ran out of only Literally, some of those passes that were going out of place, some of those like, literally just, I don't want the ball anymore, just kick it away. Like literally, it's like when you've played five aside for 55 minutes and you've got five minutes left in the hour and like half the team's just, just sacked it off because they just can't can't walk anymore. It felt like that. It felt like we'd given everything. And um, fatigue-wise, I think that was a big adjustment for us. And again, getting that one out of the way, understanding how Champions League football works was a big tick in the box and we've got away with the result, Adam. And watching it was a very different experience as well. Yeah, I'm exhausted. The, I'm the, knackered. The, the closest I think I've come to that kind of feeling in recent years has been watching England in tournaments and knockout tournaments. And it's a very different thing where, you know, I am celebrating a draw and in Premier League, you wouldn't necessarily celebrate a draw. Sometimes yeah. you would, depending on the context. But because it's a this is a competition, it's a separate competition. It's a different kind of campaign. And yeah, I just got that really good nervousness of a of a of a of a game that you know is big and you know means a lot and the stakes are high and yet we're still in it we're digging in and it, and it felt really really good to be obviously it was like awful watching those last few minutes because i just wanted us to see it through um and obviously when uh, longstaff unleashed hell from the edge of the box but straight down sportiello's throat um big shout out for his name um i Great thought he, I, I thought he might have won it um but I think all in all, that probably would have been undeserved. And I think a point is probably the fairest result uh, from the yeah. night. Would have been one of the all-time smashing grabs if that had gone <laughs> in. And we obviously we all wanted it to go in and it was, a, it was a really good chance. And he's kicked it as hard as I think Longstaff's ever kicked a ball, but just too straight, too straight at the keeper. Uh, but yeah, on the fatigue, on the flip side, I would say that some of the stuff we've already talked about in terms of giving the ball away a bit too casually, not making the right decisions, um, pinging balls in the wrong areas, and then causing ourselves a counterattack. I think we we took more energy out of ourselves. I mean, Eddie Howe's whole mantra is efficiency, you know, don't waste energy, make sure we're efficient with the ball, make sure we use the ball as best we can. I don't think we did that at all times during the game. That said, we still got forward a little bit. We still did some some really good stuff. I just think it wasn't clicking for the entirety of the game, but that's kind of how it is in a Chapman League match. It, either side is looking for a mistake from the other. It's two elite football teams playing high-level football and We've had to bring ourselves up to that standard in the space of a year and a half, and we 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 look not far off. I think I think we'll get there, Ben. Yeah, I mean, I just the other point I was going to make, and you, you kind of alluded to it there with the fatigue. I just think, I mean, you look at that Milan team; they were stacked with like proper athletes. I mean, mm. the pace in their team. I mean, you've got left back in Tio Hernandez is bombing forward all game. Yeah, you've got uh, Florenzi comes on doing the same, um, and I, I think that it did just take it out of us. The fact that we and, and it's kind of what we talked about. Uh, before about kind of the that risk reward about not wanting to kind of bomb forward and commit numbers forward because we know what threat they 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 possessed. I mean, um, you've got Leao and, and Chuck Wazy in the first half, and then they bring on Musa and um, and, and Pulisic who who are, again got a bit of pace about them. So I think when especially when you look at that Newcastle team, I mean, especially the midfield doesn't have pace about it they're all I think they're all runners and kind of got good engines on them but they don't have kind of the pace to be able to kind of deal with um the the, the players once they kind of they're, they're running past them and kind of chasing people down I mean we saw a couple of times Longstaff just pushing people in the back because <laughs> he was just trying to do all he could to, to kind of affect them and um I think again you've got to give them credit for the fact that they they kind of kept running all game and that mm. was a really tough situation um, and even when they did look tired, the defensive performance from Newcastle, and I include the midfield, the attack, and the defence in that, um, was really good. And I mean, we we were kind of laughing, saying, 
<laughs> in kind of the last five minutes, uh, there was a couple of sprints from Wilson and um, Miggy that, that they hadn't seemed to have sprinted all game. And then all of a sudden, they're bombing out from corners, <laughs> like closing balls down. Like, where the hell has this been like when we've been trying to attack? But I think that was it. It was just the, the fear of kind of what these athletes at Milan could do to her was, uh, was probably kind of a, a reason for some of the kind of negativity in, in, term, in terms of the kind of trying to attack and break them down. Yeah, yeah. I think it was so long ago, but I'm just thinking back, like the first 10, 15 minutes, we, we were probably the better side, weren't we? And we pressed as a front three. So I think the selection of uh, Gordon Isaac, uh, Murphy as a front three seemed to work early doors because they were literally pressing the back, mm-hmm. did the usual thing of where they're literally taking a goal kick and don't know where to go. And it worked a couple of times, but mm-hmm. we didn't seem to have the energy levels to sustain that. And after a while, the gap between that front three and the midfield grew. So then they were just playing through the lines and then yeah. we, we had to kind of adapt which I think we did very well but yeah I, I, I don't know when that comes back because that's that's where we got to last season that's when we were mint is when we found that and we, we kept it whereas we haven't quite found that thing yet but it's easy to say at San Siro we didn't quite find that golden thing where we, we win all the games and but <laughs> it's just like yeah I want I want to say that we, we've played really well but I, I, I guess we can talk about some individuals so um I think someone mentioned Botman it might be you Adam so he was he was outstanding wasn't he yeah, I thought Botman was absolutely spectacular. I thought the, the one vision I've got is when he stretches out a leg to stop a, a through ball that was clearly going to have them like two on one and he stretches out a leg and just gets something on it and it and it works. He gets a foot on it and it stops the it stops the attack. And I think I thought he I thought he went toe to toe with Olivier Giroud really well, who is one of those players who he's not necessarily dynamic, but he's just he's a player who can be in the right place at the right time and just he knows how to judge uh, across and he knows how to he knows how to steer ahead of, uh, you know past the keeper so there was always that threat while he was still on the pitch regardless of how maybe immobile he might be at sort of mid 30s um and I thought Trippier as well I thought captain led by example um again moment from him was where he did an unbelievable tackle that we really really needed to happen on the left hand side and he still manages to 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 contort his body to regain his balance and keep the ball in play uh, which was really, really impressive. That kind of epitomised what I liked about him today. And uh, and then, of course, he gave it to Bruno, who just booted it out of uh, touch straight away. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, if you think about Tri- Trippier and Longstaff, kind of they, they combined um, at the start of that chance that Longstaff had right at the end. And it was Longstaff getting back to, to sort of challenge Teo Hernandez, who went straight to the floor. Trippier just sort of puts his hands up, let, <laughs> lets Hernandez fall on the floor. And then, and then Longstaff's away and exchanges a pass and then... Got, eventually he had the ball at his feet and unlucky not to not to test the goalkeeper better but I thought yes I thought Trippier marshaled that defense well and, and Botman was just such a solid entity in the center of that defense that just I think it breeds confidence in all the defenders around him when when he's present and he's on his game and I thought he those two defenders in particular were a big reason that we kept a clean sheet tonight yeah I can't agree more than what you've just said um and again all the other, the other person I could say is Pope, obviously first half performance, especially um, keeps us in the game, I guess. Um, like you say, some of the couple of saves, you, you just expect Pope to save, mate, to, to make, but in terms of he's just kind of overall presence really in that goal, and like I say, some couple of really good saves there, just at the airport. Um, like I said, Claim, claiming everything. Claiming, yeah, yeah, or punching whatever he does um, to get in front. So again, Pope was great in the first half, but yeah, Trippier, I know it's always going to be probably a harder Tough, tough test for him in terms of uh, Liao, in terms of, especially that first half, their most dangerous threat was down that left side um, and Liao was trying to stretch that as much as possible, really. Um, like you said, he, he should have scored, um, but kind of as the game kind of gone on, he just felt Trippier was fine with him, really. Um, I guess he tired, but yeah, that, that tackle, I think it got probably one of the biggest cheers um, in the yeah. pub, it wasn't yeah. much to kind of cheer in the pub, but uh, in the game, but that, that was one of the loudest ones, really, to keep it in as well. And then, like, Bruno did what he did, but but yeah, <laughs> Bot- Botman, um, as you've seen, like, from the difference between that Brighton kind of performance, and he just makes th- th- not just the defense, but everyone have that confidence that he's there at the back, um, especially kind of with Shaw as well, how poor Shaw was at, at Brighton. Um, especially that third goal, you that third goal, I've said you wouldn't you wouldn't have done that if Botman's on the pitch, the way he just yeah. took out a leg. And he's just, like you say, he's overall better, but just the overall defence um, is better with him on the side and he just makes a mass, massive difference. But just in, the overall aside, just having him at the back, is we, we need him fit all season, really, I think. I absolutely agree, Mark. And I, I think, you know, our defensive performance completely 
epitomised by that passage of play where Leao found his way through. He messed up and did a back heel. He also handballed it, which wasn't picked up. But um, a big shout out to Jacob Murphy on the line for clearing that off. That was excellent defensive work. But the fact that even when we looked under the cosh in that moment where they had about two or three shots that all could have gone in, everyone was there. Everyone was throwing their body in, in the way. Everyone cared. There was battle there. There was fight. And that was really, really pleasing to see. That was the second half one as well, wasn't it? At the end, um, you had a couple of chances again blocked by I think Botman, and then I forgot who the other one was, but Ali Anderson, 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 Anderson yeah. who did it, yeah. So, yeah, um, that that chance at the end for Longstaff. What what was more frustrating about that is it is that that's the first time in the entire game we, we'd been presented with three or four of those opportunities where we had a chance to break, like six against four, six against five. And those final balls were just so frustratingly off. And again, it's probably down to nerves. It's probably down to the occasion because decision-making was probably a big a big takeaway from this is that the, the lads have to kind of suck it up and, and just remember like what they're meant to be doing because there were so many errors in, in terms of decision-making. But yeah, I think there was a, a fair few times where we had those chances to break and the pass was just behind the player, behind Trippier, behind Murphy, or the runs just slightly mistimed and... It was so nice to see it finally come together in the 89th minute when all the lads are basically on the floor, desperate for the final whistle. <laughs> but yeah, um, midfield-wise, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what anyone else's thoughts are. Ben, I'll come to you. But like, I, I thought Bruno played really well. I thought it, 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 you don't want to see him as deep as he was. He's not really a CDM, as we keep saying, and he's basically playing in front of the black, the black, <laughs> the back four <laughs> in this one. But I think he. he he got us out of a few situations very well. He's still doing the same old things, popping the ball off, finding himself out of situations where he's got no space around him. Um, I still don't know if we found the right midfield, that the combination still wasn't there. It felt like physically, and obviously we're missing Joe Linton, which is a big miss in a game like that, but physically we weren't quite there. Ben. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, from a defensive standpoint, I thought the midfield three did did a job to the, tonight. I mean, yeah. I think Tenali was given a difficult task of having to kind of almost do a lot of, I mean, especially kind of second half when, when um, Isak goes on to the left, like Tenali ended up having to do a lot of his running and helping up, yeah. helping out with Burn. So, I mean, I think people will, will maybe say that they weren't their most stellar performances, but I think all three of them, Longstaff, Bruno and, and Tenali kind of, they put a proper shift in, they did they, they did what they had to do. And ultimately you only get a, a, you get away with kind of that type of game where we've not really tried to kind of attack, attack the team too much, but, Everyone put a shift in and kind of did did what they had to do and um, yeah I, th I thought they were all they all they all did really well um, I, and and again in, you've, you've talked about kind of the bucks from Murphy I thought Gordon was doing a decent job kind of when he was on kind of tracking back and trying to, to help out with Chuck Oasey as much as he could so I think as a as a defensive performance um, I think I will be happy with it because I think we did everything we put our bodies on the line and we did everything we, we could to, to shut them down and ultimately we did they, they haven't scored. We've, we've limited them to very few kind of clear chances and I think uh, they'll be pleased with that. I think, as we, we've said, what the challenge is going to be now is is how we kind of find that cohesion. And, and again, it's we've, 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 talked, we've, we've seen <clears throat> kind of um, uh, <laughs> quite a few different um, makeups of that that midfield three and the front three now. I mean, obviously, we, we started with Isak, um, Murphy and, and Gordon tonight and then Tenali, Longstaff and uh, Bruno. Obviously, there's injuries that are kind of impacting that as well. But... Yeah, it just doesn't quite feel like we we found that um, that that kind of magical kind of connection of, of who the best kind of bodies are. I think we we've seen positives from kind of everyone that's kind of had an opportunity, but then also I think the negativity was tonight when we were on the ball, we were a bit bit loose on it, and um, and, and kind of we, we we made that little remark about Longstaff not wanting the ball. I just think he's he's probably not technically up to this level. Um, to be kind of being the one that's that's gonna break a team. He's not. That's not his game, is it? His game isn't to break <laughs> Champions League teams down, is it? He, he does a lot of running and he made some good runs. And I think he, I, I thought he had a good game tonight in terms of um, what he can do for you. He did a lot of running. He was trying to make those runs into the channel. And he gets to be honest. I, I said it to you. I think in the game, he probably touches the ball kind of the most in the box yeah, out of anyone yeah. in Newcastle. He has we say that so touches. much, like we don't want him to be the one that's yeah, on the end of everything. Exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. my point. Is it? I'm not trying to kind of be uh, sort of degrading uh, Longstaff, but ultimately he was the one kind of getting it in the positions where it's like you just need a bit of, bit more class, a bit more <laughs> kind of technical ability to be able to pick the man out. And unfortunately, um, 
it was him that was kind of getting on on the end of them and, and just didn't either find the right ball or, or kind of had a poor touch or whatever until that that last one where he, he, it's a really clean, great strike, but unfortunately it's just straight down the keeper's throat. But uh, yeah, I, I think you can take a lot of positives from from that performance, and I think um, it's just that kind of now it's it's going to be taking that next step to how are we going to break these teams down and um, yeah maybe maybe I think as well the in terms of how how he used the bench. I mean, I thought they sacked moving up the left just didn't work. Yeah. I thought he should have hooked him a lot earlier than he did. Um, Miggy, again, I thought was a bit ineffective when he came on the right. So I think there's things there as well for how to look at in terms of how he uses the players in the squad and kind of when they're, they're going to be best coming on the games. For, for me, it would have made sense to start Miggy and then maybe bring Murphy on off the bench for the last 20 or whatever when he's got a bit more energy or whatever. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of what, what Howe's learned from this as well. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think um, going back to your, your point about the defence, it's nice. Two clean sheets in four days. We've we've seen. We've found that again. We found the 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 literally everything goes on the line. Nothing gets left on the pitch. Mentality that gets you clean sheets. That that wins your football matches more often than it doesn't. Obviously, uh, you're right. There is a challenge there because I think having your first shot on target in the 90th minute, even against AC Milan, that's not really what you want from a team that's meant to be trying to win a trophy this season. You might want to try and win something. You're not going to win trophies by not registering a shot on target until the 90th minute. <laughs> We're going to let them off on that because of the occasion, because it's San Siro, because it's our first chapter. There's lots of reasons why that's okay on this occasion, but we need to get better at that as a, a learning point. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll come back to this more in part three in terms of what we think we've, we've learned from this fixture and where we go from here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's a point on the board. Uh, at the time of recording, it's still nil-nil in Paris. Um, so we're still joint top of the group. Cowley, how does that set us up um, in terms of this Champions League campaign, in terms of where we go next? We've got Sheffield United at the weekend. Um, where do you think we, we go from here? Um, as we've said, it's a, it's a very good point to get in the first game. Um, Sheffield United, I think it's going to be a test in terms of, I think at the start of the season, a lot of people were saying to how will Newcastle cope um, with Champions League football through the week and then obviously playing the Premier League the weekend. And I think is it going to be a test at the weekend in terms of Sheffield United, um, especially away they, ha- they haven't won yet. They've, they've been playing all right and kept in games. And I think it's kind of how, how we're going to, how is this going to affect us in terms of playing on a Tuesday and then playing again the Sunday. We've got plenty of time really. Um, but I think we'll, we'll tell, we'll, time will tell I guess we're coming up to Sunday yeah. and how, how we'll perform and that obviously there'll probably be a few changes made in that to be honest but this will be the kind of first test in terms of how, how we're going to cope with the amount of fixtures we have um, so yeah like I say I think Sheffield United will be a, a tough game come Sunday in terms of I guess Champions League um, I guess it sets us up really well like I say the pressure was on Milan tonight to to kind of get three points and they haven't got it um, and going into our first game who is it was a home game. Dortmund. Yes. Dortmund. Um, yeah, sorry. I completely forgot about that. Um, <laughs> um, Dortmund, oh, no, is I it think. PSG first? Is it PSG first. PSG first, oh, well, sorry. Like, yeah. So, it's one of them. <laughs> it's one of them, yeah. Dortmund's the next away game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, going into, I guess, the PSG game, we've got a point on the board. And, and like I say, it's getting them. We know what we can play like at home. We've seen what some of the sides have come to some James's and what's happened to them. I think PSG are... Yeah, they're a, they're, a, they're a good side, I think. And Mbappe makes that side a, a lot better than kind of what it is. But fully confidence the way we played at times last season at home um, against bigger sides, we can, again, we can we can get three points from them. Um, I think this will give us confidence that we can go away to to a ground like San Siro and I say, get out of system that we've, we've 
although we're probably getting lucky, especially that first half, to come out of a nil-nil, that we can go to these ground and we can hold our own, really. Um, we frustrated them, and I think defensively, we can we can go to Dortmund, we can go to PSG and, and do the same, really. It's just obviously going forward, um, we need to have a little bit more of a plan. Um, if we can get points, great, but we're not probably going to get that amount of luck in, in terms of if we if chances are going to come to Dortmund and PSG in these away games, they're probably likelihood are more clinical and going to take them, really. So I think um, we're going to have, I say, we're going to have to set up and have a plan with that. Just going back on a couple of things in the midfield, um, defensively, I think they got better as the game, game kind of went on. Um, but I think one thing, I was there was one killer pass kind of done us like three or four times yeah. in that game. I think it's just because the way, obviously, Bru I think the gap between more Tonali and Bruno was, I think, like I say, Tonali's probably not played in that position as much. And that pass just went through us and it was kind of like, right, there's free attack and now going to the edge of the box. It didn't end up doing much, I suppose, or had shot and or got across him, but it's just one of them where we need to kind of sort out that midfield and what we're going to do going forward. But like I say, we've had a good week two clean sheets, a big win at Brentford, but like I say, a test will be on Sheffield United come Sunday. Yeah, I'd kind of already blacked out. There's two or three through balls down that right-hand channel that just cut our entire team open. But yeah, we, we got away with it, as, as we keep saying. Adam, um, big takeaways on that. What do you think? Um, what do you think we've learned? What do you think Eddie Howe's learned about this side, about about where we're going next? Well, I think since coming back off the international break, Eddie Howe's learned that his team can keep a clean sheet again, and I yeah. think he'll be absolutely buzzing with that. And he'll know that the performances weren't up to scratch, both Brentford and tonight in Milan. But I think he'll be absolutely delighted that we've been so solid. We've got three Premier League points. And we've got a Champions League point, a precious away Champions League point. A really, really um, confidence-building few days for Newcastle United after we were under a lot of scrutiny. And Eddie Howe was under a lot of scrutiny from people who, you know, not close to the club. But there were some murmurs in media that were maybe questioning him. Is it too big for him? Is Look, we, we know what Eddie Howe is capable of. We know his talents. We know that he's the best man to lead this, this club forward. And again... Once again, he's proven that he can organise this team, he can motivate them, and even in the face of the fatigue and the fact that we don't seem to be as fit and intense as we showed last season, yet this season, I think he'll be really, really pleased with how this week's gone, and I think this can only be a, a confidence boost for going into Sheffield United because that game is going to be nowhere near as difficult as the game we faced tonight. Ben, any final takes from uh, from tonight's performance? No, nah, I think um, nah, I think I think you're right. I think the big positive is the defensive performance, um, and yeah, I mean as as uh, Mark said, kind of Sheffield is going to be a, ba a battle. Like they they're a team that have been um, running everyone they've played close. Obviously, they've really um, devastating defeat to to Spurs uh, the weekend, but. Um, what I, I would take from this is that I think we have shown tonight that we're going to kind of go in and match that intensity and that kind of battle, um, which I think you need in these types of games. So I'm not too concerned from that point. I think what we've what we've seen so far in this short period so far this season is that we're just not quite clicking. It's almost like everything went so well on that opening day against Villa. And since that point, we just haven't quite been able to add the kind of the, the killer um, finishes. I mean, obviously we showed it in, we played really well against Liverpool for for a large part of that game, um, which is a bit unfortunate. But just where things aren't quite clicking with that front three, and I think that's the thing where um, we're having good individual performances. I mean, I think Gordon's had some really good games, and again, we said kind of started the game really well, but it's just how there there's a bit more work to to um, kind of work out how we're going to link up, and I think. You, you mentioned about Tonali to today, obviously playing kind of on the left. I think we do miss Joe Linton's in kind of work rate in terms of he's he's able to cover up so much ground, kind of forward and, and um, getting forward and then getting back and winning the balls and then kind of starting the um, the attacks. So it, it's it's one of those, isn't it? Is we we're, we're kind of missing some of his his big kind of um, skills and kind of things that he's good at uh, in the team, but the others have got got bags of kind of ability as well and I think it's just finding um, how I mean for example tonight I didn't think we got the ball into Tenali enough really he's a, a player that wants to be on the ball we saw that against Villa was when he was getting the ball he, he, he could kind of he, he, he holds up the ball really well he's a strong lad 
Um, he gets forward, he wants to attack, and I think he just doesn't get on the ball enough in this team. And you mentioned it about kind of Bruno playing that number six. Maybe that's something they look at, maybe dovetailing and try and get Bruno kind of releasing a bit more forward. But yeah, I, I think we're not a million miles away. Um, and I think what the, the, they'll they'll gain a lot of confidence from some positive performances and or results, should I say, in terms of obviously the win last week, a good draw away from home. Um, and if we can go and beat Sheffield on Sunday, which I expect us to do, then I think we can kind of start to say, right, we'll close the book on that difficult start. But then we've we've picked up, well, six points in the league and, and obviously a point on the road in the Champions League is a, is a good kind of foundation to start building on. And I, I'm sure it'll click. We've, as we say, we've battered Villa, who are a good side. Um, we just need to find that kind of connection again and a bit more, I think a bit more positivity in terms of the, the mindset. We, we've said it, there was a little bit of negativity in terms of the, the first um, port of call was always to go backwards. If we can just move the ball forward a bit quicker at times, um, then I'm sure we'll get plenty of opportunities. So yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of positives to take to, to move forward that we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? Because we finished the season or we, we spent most of last season with Joe Linton and Willick as the kind of one of the, one of the front three on the left-hand side, uh, Miggy and Isaac or Wilson. So what we've tried this season is unknowns. You know, we're mm. trying to get Gordon in this team, trying to get Barnes in this team. We, we, we went back to Murphy <laughs> today. Uh, we haven't found the front three like you're right. Like you say, I think that's right. We're still trying to work out exactly what our best threat is in terms of, scoring goals against good teams we scored goals against a Villa who were just really bad on the day it seems mm. because they, they look good and you know it's a really good result that we got there but yeah I think what I'm taking as positives from this is that we still haven't played our best by yeah. any means and there's, there's so much more to come and yet we've got the result and we did the same against Brentford that wasn't our best performance but it was a result and it's always a positive thing to be able to say when we weren't playing well we still got points on the board so when we do start playing well and we say it a lot on this podcast, someone's going to get a hiding and <laughs> it could be Sheffield, it could be Burnley, it could be Man City in the cup or it could be PSG in two weeks time. But or it yeah, it could be all of them uh, or it could be all of them. Yeah, we, we, we will find our stride. I think you're right, Ben. I think it, there's lots of encouraging signs there. There was little moments tonight. There was really solid defensively. If we're hard to beat, which it looks like we are again, that's that's a good starting point and then everything else will come. So I'm, I'm really pleased. Um, a great point, a great point on reflection. And yeah, it's been... It's just been nice, hasn't it? Newcastle in the Champions League. We're sat here on a Tuesday night and we've been watching Newcastle play elite football. It's fucking mint. Five more <laughs> at the at the bare minimum. Can't wait. Thank you very much, lads. This has been the True Faith Podcast. Of course, as I said at the start of the show, Alex and Charlotte are currently in Milan recording their experiences for Patron. Uh, you know what to do. Uh, the link in the description, etc., etc. Thank you very much for listening. This has been the True Faith Podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.